This is the story of the creation of a product. Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat, and they are making Obi, a smart laser toy for pets. We're going to document the journey of what it takes to bring an idea to life in the Kickstarter age. My name is Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. Launch your project. Launch your project to the world. Woohoo. Our comments are below for your reference. Continue to launch. So I don't know if this actually will launch it, but I'm going to press the button anyway. Do it. This is what it sounded like on the 21st of September when Studio Neat launched the OB Kickstarter. Could you hear that? I did hear that. Did you do it? Yes. Uh, so it's still not launched. <laughs> okay. So check me to an intermediate screen. Ready to launch? To launch, please review and confirm the info below. You just keep clicking it, and it's like, do you want to keep clicking it? It's like, yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Funding Ed's Wednesday, October 21st, 10 p.m. Central Time. Oh, God. I'm having heart palpitations. You do it now? Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, my dear God. Okay, I'm doing it. Do it. Your project has launched. That's what it sounds like. There's no fanfare, there's no fireworks, there's no marching band. You kind of just click some stuff, you breathe deeply a lot, and your product is out to the world for them to find. And then the next thing you do is you market it. You send emails, you tweet, you release an episode of your first podcast... And you just try and hope that people are going to find your project. Now, we're going to talk about that in a moment. But before that, I want to go back in time a little bit and let you hear how we all were feeling on the morning before the project launched. I wasn't nervous until a couple minutes ago. Yeah, I've been feeling totally good. And then I looked at the time. I got the notification of our call. And I got a feeling in my stomach that I'm not too comfortable about. (laughs) Yeah, what about you, Dan? I'm fine. Um, I feel like I feel more nervous than I have for any other Kickstarter, probably. Oh, really? Why is that? I don't know. Uh, I feel like we're the most prepared we've ever been. I just feel like there's a lot riding on it. Maybe like if this Kickstarter fails, I'll feel really uncomfortable about the state of our company. <laughs> Why is this one different to the other ones? Well, I mean, without getting into it too much, it's just kind of like the general trend of like how our products are selling. And we've kind of come to the conclusion that we need to be releasing something new uh, roughly once a year uh, to, to, to sustain ourselves. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we can't really sustain ourselves on the income from our existing products. We, we almost can, and we've been trying to make efforts to bolster that, but these, these product launches are seemingly more important now than they were in the past. The thing that I've been thinking of and the thing that makes me nervous is that this podcast exists. Mm -hmm. And like we're telling the story and I think in my heart of hearts that this is going to be a success. But if it isn't, 
we need to tell that story. And that story yeah. is nowhere near as much fun to make. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not fun at all. <laughs> yeah, we're all in here. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. If I imagine this thing failing, um, I think it will be sad, but I think they will also will find a way to learn from it and move forward. You know, like, uh, it's not gonna like end the company or anything and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll figure out what we need to do. I mean, it it will be uncomfortable a little bit, but I think it'll also be an interesting story for the listeners out there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I don't think it's going to fail. What might, what could very easily happen is we kind of really have to work at making our goal. Uh, and what that means is it also makes making the product harder in general. So not only is the Kickstarter campaign hard, but the, and like nerve wracking and stuff, but then the, the, like making the product is like even harder, right? Cause there's kind of more constraints and stuff. So I hope that we are kind of comfortably above our goal. Um, so yeah, we'll just see. There's like no way to know ever. <laughs> So after this point was when they launched the Kickstarter, as you heard earlier, and then there was like a chain of events that unfolded. The guys sent out their newsletter, we set out the promotion for the podcast. Everything was in place that we could kind of do at the time. They'd sent information out to the press to try and get coverage where possible. And I wanted to just see from the guys, like, what was the worst case scenario? Like, what do they do if the day is bad? Where do they go from there? I just wanted to kind of set out with them what plan B was going to be. So say we have a disappointing day today, right? And we're a little bit like, oh, it didn't go where we wanted it to go. Um, There's a lot of things we can do and try, right? Uh, Over the next weeks to try to have it reach the right audience, right? Because I think if if it doesn't go where we want it to go, uh, you know, with with the people that we've reached out to, which are, you know, the people who know us and stuff. The question is, okay, if that's not the right audience, then then who then who is the right audience? And that's all just assuming that we like our message is good and that we have a valuable thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we'll just we'll just see. Uh, I mean, we should be doing those things anyways, um, but it always is kind of validating to. Uh, show something to kind of the people, your peers and people who know you and, you know, and, and have them be excited about it too. So I think that's, I think that's why we like start with that stuff um, just because it's, it's like comfortable and it, uh, it feels really good to hear from people who know you and know what you've done in the past. So it's, I guess that's also maybe what's kind of nerve wracking in particular about like launch day is, it feels like that's when we're showing it to the people we care about a lot and know us. And so it's, you know, particularly nerve wracking, you know, just to kind of, you know, to get that first reaction from the people you, you know, value their opinion of and stuff. So do you have a goal for the day? Uh, not anything concrete. I mean, I'd love to end the day at like 30,000 or above. So yeah, who knows if we'll get that. That was kind of like a vague goal I had. I stayed on the phone with Dan and Tom for a couple of hours and we were watching the kind of reaction that was coming in. We were watching the pledges coming in and kind of tracking things and seeing how they were going. 
After a little while, the mood started to change a little bit, and I think Dan was starting to get a little bit worried. Are Dan, are you are you reading the tweets that are coming in? I'm not really reading them. What's the Yeah, uh, there's not a there's not a ton. Okay. Yeah. Is it still a little early for that stuff though? Uh yeah, I don't know. It's hard to know. Uh Dan, I mean, do you have a feeling on that? It's a little bit discouraging. Like generally when we launch these things and we send the email and stuff, it's like it feels like just a deluge of uh, tweets and people backing and posting and stuff. So the fact that this is going pretty slow and having somewhat of a seemingly tepid response is uh, making me feel not great. Okay, so the mood kind of dropped at this point during the call. So we decided there wasn't really much going on that we could talk about. So we'd pick up a little later on in that day. So in the evening, I had another call with Dan and Tom. But the problem was, things hadn't really picked up during that day. Press didn't really catch on. There wasn't a huge reaction like they'd seen from some of their other Kickstarters. So spirits weren't really high. So how many hours are we now? We're what, four? Four, five hours? Five and a half hours. Five and a half hours, and at five and a half hours, you've raised $10,000, and you've had 127 backers. Uh, how are you feeling? Roller coaster, somewhat, <laughs> um, personally. Up, are, are you on the... Uh, what part of the roller coaster are you on right now? Probably just like a... Like a... Just this normal straight... A flat part. <laughs> just a normal straight one, okay. flat part. <laughs> so, have you gone up and come down, and now you're on a flat part? Yeah, I don't know if I ever, I mean, I went up, but then went down and it was like pretty low for a while. <laughs> and then I talked myself out of being low down. Uh, and so... Now tell me about it though. What happened? It's tricky. In some ways, this just kind of all sometimes always happens in general. Uh, that's like something to know. Because, um, you know, there's like a ton of anticipation and build up before these before like projects launch because we, you know, we put so much time into it and then, you know, like put it out there. Um, I would say that why I'm a little bit down is because the I would say that the project uh, like the the kickstarters like the obi side of it um didn't land as well as we probably thought or as i thought it was i was thinking it would with like our audience that we already have like our kind of our audience that we uh can easily reach um so you know the question becomes you know what do we need to do to kind of find the right you know, audience or tell more people, uh, because, you know, basically as it is right now, you know, uh, typically Kickstarter projects, you know, do a decent amount of their funding in their first day. And so, you know, if you look at, you know, the trend line with where we are, it doesn't look great. Um, so, you know, it basically just means that we need to do some more work in terms of, you know, uh, kind of putting a bunch more energy into getting the word out to the right people. I mean, you know, that's expected, but I think that personally, I thought we would be in a little bit different place 
after um, the kind of the outreach we've done so far, if that makes any sense. It's like so silly to be feeling down on like five hours into it. Right. Um, But on the other hand, you know, there's been a pattern that we've experienced through launching, you know, I don't know, like the eight or 10 products that we've launched, you know, over our history or maybe more. And it doesn't quite feel like that. Right. And so, you know, the questions are, is there something a little bit off with the product or is it just, you know, not getting to the right people, that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, to just to like reiterate what you said and kind of contextualize it a little bit for the listeners, uh, like I don't want it to come across as like, we've raised $10,000 in five hours. This sucks. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're comparing it against previous projects of ours, specifically the three that have raised in the $100,000 range, which is what we need for this project for it to succeed. And all of those projects raised in the $25,000 to $40,000 range on the first day. Um, So it's clear that this is not going to do that, and it's just going to be much more of a grind and kind of a slog uh, to get through, which is uh, is what is kind of disheartening about it. Um, so, you know, I, I think we're both still like believe that this thing can reach its goal at the end of 30 days, but uh, it's not going to be like our other projects that, you know, reach the goal within the first three days or whatever. And then we could just kind of coast uh, and like start we'd actually start production and stuff even while the campaign was still running because we knew it was funded. Um, and so, yeah, it's just like a little bit of a bummer in that regard. And I would say it's not about, it's not about like, Oh, we got to do more work or something. It's not like, Oh, we don't want to do more work. We just want to come in. It's more of a feeling of uncertainty and, yeah, just nervousness, right? Um, because we know, like, we haven't hit the right formula in terms of, like, audience and, like, marketing, right? And so now we're under the gun to do that a little bit more. And so it's just, you know, it's just nerve-wracking. And, you know, this stuff is expected. I mean, it's not like we were expecting to, like, you know, launch it, pu- push the button, sit back and go, like, okay, where's my drink? You know, but uh, it's just different than it has been in the past. So it you know, it's just new. And, uh, and so this is like how I've kind of talked myself back out of being, <laughs> you know, kind of more on the downward part of the roller coaster. Um, it's just being like, okay, you're being a little silly. Like this is fine. Like we're doing well. We just need to kind of figure out how to tell more people basically. It had only been one day, but Dan and Tom weren't sounding too positive. It sounded like they had some plans, but overall I felt like a resignation in their voice. Like it felt like that they were just unsure about how they were going to proceed. So I wanted them to tell me, what was the plan for the next week? What were they actually going to put into effect? Yeah, so uh, the first steps for us are uh, to just reach out to some people who to get and like and get advice from them so you know people who 
we respect um, kind of either in the world of like crowdfunding or in the press or, you know, people who we feel like can kind of give us a straight answer on some of this stuff and make sure we're not just being blind to something. We're like not completely missing something. Um, And so that's kind of the first step. And then, you know, then there's a whole series of steps of, you know, straight up like promotion uh, PR stuff where, you know, we can reach out to, uh, you know, different kind of media organizations, websites, people, influential people, and just kind of, you know, make sure that they know it exists and kind of pitch them in a small way um, about, you know, why we think it's valuable and that we're doing this podcast and there's a story behind the whole thing. Um, And just try to, uh, you know, get some footholds in the in the press to kind of see where that can take us and try to develop a little bit of a story. Um, so that those are the, uh, the kind of first two steps. Um, and then the next, you know, the other things we're thinking about is, you know, is there, there's kind of a ton of these, uh, crowdfunding marketing services basically who help you basically market, uh, it's typically like display ads and stuff uh, for these sorts of, you know, crowdfunding projects. And so kind of t- uh, starting to look into possibilities there and see if it's something that might make sense for us or not. We're really unsure about that at this point, but it's definitely something that we're exploring just because it's an option and we don't want to, uh, you know, dismiss it without really knowing about that. Um, so that is another, you know, kind of step and uh we'll just see what happens from there i mean you know i think dan and i are pretty realistic and if you know if if in two weeks from now we're you know we're not in a very different place with the campaign then you know i think we would just you know decide to end it uh with you know instead of kind of really trying to fight tooth and nail because you know we don't want to force this product into existence if it shouldn't be, if it shouldn't exist, right? Like we never want to like make and sell a product to someone that they don't really want. So we never want to do anything that's like deceptive or um, just kind of like weird in turn or like high pressure in terms of getting, getting people to back and like own this thing because we really want people who are really into it and excited. So if we feel like either those people don't exist or we can't uh, reach them, you know, we don't want to kind of really push it and, you know, get, yeah, let's say we get the backers and we were successful in the campaign, but it's just a bunch of people that don't really want an OB, right? So that's kind of the line that's a little bit tricky and uncomfortable for us is, you know, yes, we want this to succeed, but like at what cost? Um, so that is, you know, something we're, we'll be thinking about going forward. It's, it's, it's real tricky (laughs) of all of our projects. Like I thought this one had a pretty good shot. Like it seemed, uh, I felt pretty confident about it. Like nervousness aside, like the pre launch jitters, uh, just the whole podcast tie in and, uh, you know, the product itself I thought was good. Um, and so what we were talking about, I was talking about this with Tom earlier, I think. And then just now I thought I had is that the neat ice kit taught us the wrong thing. Maybe, um, where, 
you know, we made the glyph and that was like a, a, a well-timed product that got good press. And then the cosmonaut just wasn't too far of a deviation from that. And then, you know, we did some apps and such. And so the neat ice kit was like our first kind of true pivot in like a real way to a totally different market. And I think the fact that it was successful kind of tricked us into believing that we could do that in an unlimited way. Like we could just, we had the audience that you could do anything. Yeah. And not like in a super arrogant way, like we'll put anything out there and people will eat it up. But as long as we're doing our job of being thoughtful designers and solving real problems, then like the rest will take care of itself. Yeah. Like if, if we like it and we need it and we think that it's good and we take care of it and build it right, then there will be other people. Right. Which I mean, so this sounds a little defeatist, but there still is the possibility that there are lots and lots of people still, right? Like that isn't a foregone conclusion, or is it? How are you guys looking at it now? It, no, it, it, it's not. It's not a foregone conclusion. We're just starting from scratch, right? Like you know, okay. If we were starting, if we Dan and I didn't have a company, and we decided to do this podcast with you. And we were launching a product, none of us would be expecting for it to blow up, right? Yeah. It, 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 that would be like silly. <laughs> so I think the thing is we were expecting from our past experiences that this would kind of, you know, hit a, a little bit more than it did, right? And so I think we're just kind of more starting from scratch in reality than we really uh, thought we were. I think just to be like brutally honest with ourselves, we also just like have to confront the fact that we made something that not that many people actually want, right? Like the fact that we want it, the fact that we think it is a well-designed object and it solves a real problem, you know, it just could boil down to the fact that uh, not that many people agree. Um, and so that's like kind of the harsh reality we're butting up against where it's like, we're, you know, we're going to spend the next week or so trying to do these outreach things and trying to get, press in different ways and trying to see if there is an audience out there for it. But, you know, products fail all the time every day. Like, and this just could be one of those and kind of going back to what I was saying about the neat ice kit and what Tom and I were talking about earlier is our company is weird in that we, we have had past failures from a business perspective, but they've been kind of disguised from us in a way because they're critically acclaimed for the most part. And we really like them. It's like a good example of that is simple bracket. Uh, I had a similar feeling when we launched simple bracket as I do right now, where it was like, man, I feel really good about this product. I'm really surprised that it's not connecting with more people. And so that product we ended up making because we we're already, it basically almost already was made and we reached our modest funding goal. And so we ended up going through with that and it was fine. And the people who used it liked it, but you know, from a business perspective, that was a failure. If you're looking at it from the amount of work we put into it versus how much we ended up making from it, it was a total failure, but that was somewhat disguised from us because there was a lot of good vibes surrounding it and it was kind of fun to make. And so 
this this idea of this thing failing and not connecting with an audience is actually not new to us. It just feels more severe this time around, I think, because it's just like a bigger project and there's kind of more riding on it. So, yeah. I next caught up with Dan and Tom 10 days after Obi had launched on Kickstarter. I was really interested to see not only about how the project was progressing, but how they were feeling as well. I think we've been learning a lot um, about a lot of things. Uh, you know, the for a while there, I would say for... I don't know, last, the end of last week, kind of, I guess, four or five days into the campaign, we were kind of moving at a pretty good clip. Um, and, you know, it was looking like, oh, wow, you know, this, you know, if we keep this pace, things like, you know, probably work out and, you know, we should be okay. Um, but the kind of pace has definitely kind of done what we expected it to do a couple of days ago, which is just like kind of trail off in a nonlinear way, which is kind of how things typically work. Uh, so, you know, we are um, continuing to kind of push to get press, you know, out there and kind of spread the word. Um, but, you know, I, it uh, it's not looking that great in terms of making the funding uh, at this point. It's just like being realistic. Uh, We kind of know in general how these things go in terms of the curve, the curve of things. And, you know, basically we would have to keep a pretty good pace up for the next 20 days or something. And, you know, that typically like does not happen in a Kickstarter campaign. You almost never see them where they kind of have a linear ramp. We kept saying roller coaster early on, but that wasn't really true. But now at this point, it kind of has been a roller coaster because the, you know, the first day that we launched it was kind of a low point because we were like, oh, this doesn't seem to be connecting with people. And so it was looking pretty bleak. And then... Throughout the the entire first week, it kind of surprised us both at kind of tapering off at a level that actually would have allowed us to meet our goal if it kept going at that pace. So I, I kind of went through the emotion of like, it's all going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. So like, oh, well, actually, we may actually make this after all. So I think we allowed ourselves to have a little bit of hope. And then uh, what's happened starting on Monday is it's kind of started to find the true floor. So basically what we were expecting to happen on Tuesday or Wednesday of last week just was a week delayed and it's kind of happening now. So one thing I think that we might want to like point out for the listener um, is it, it might seem crazy that Dan and I can like feel like we can predict how like 20 days are going to go right with this sort of thing. And, and um how we can kind of predict what the curve of like a Kickstarter campaign is. Um, but it, it's really kind of strange. Like even, even like if you look at like website traffic, right. Um, there's always this kind of pattern that happens and it seems to be pretty just like a kind of a truism of the way kind of things are spread on the internet where, you know, there'll be a spike and then a pretty clean logarithmic curve um, toward the, until it hits a floor. Um, and so if you look at our past campaigns and kind of, almost all Kickstarter campaigns um, that you can look at, you know, there's this very predictable pattern where there's a launch spike and where everyone's talking about it. And then it kind of settles into a slow climb. And that slow climb is basically just kind of the organic sharing and passing around that happens on the internet. And so, you know, 
almost every Kickstarter kind of graph of funding looks that way. And so, um, you know, Dan and I were just kind of waiting around and seeing what that rate was and kind of what that, that, um, pace is. And so we, we think we might be kind of in that spot right now. Um, but so that's why, I mean, it, it seems like crazy to think that we could predict this stuff, but it, it actually is somewhat predictable. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of where all of this is coming from. So what, Mike, what do you think we were going to say coming into this conversation? Like, what's your kind of view and perspective on this stuff when you're like looking at it from the outside? So I, I thought, I thought you were going to tell me you were, you were canceling it, you were pulling it. Ah, Interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's because I've, I mean, obviously not as much as you have, and I don't have the information that you have, but but I've been looking at the numbers. Mm-hmm. And there was a big jump, but then the numbers stopped jumping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, it feels like it's like $1,000 a day. It's like yeah. just what it looks like. And that is... That's roughly what it is. That's not enough. That's going to get you halfway. Yeah, exactly. Not going to get us there. And, and my, my feeling you know, it's exactly the same as yours. It's like, I mean, the whole time, I mean, and I was just listening to it, we just keep talking about the press, the press, the press. And it's like, where is that press going to come from? Like, who is that exactly. press? That's that's the problem, I think, now. is like, I'm sure that you guys didn't just send a link to TechCrunch and leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I assume you've been contacting lots of people. Yeah, and I mean, th- there may have been more press that I haven't seen, but yeah, nothing super prominent. I mean, you know, we had uh, Kickstarter tweeted about the project from their account, which is you know huge, and then we were um, featured as the design project of the day on Friday. So you know, that combined with TechCrunch, I think, really is what kind of lifted the the campaign up and kind of got a lot of momentum behind it. Um, but you know, as the internet goes, that stuff just dies out, right? That's like what always happens. So. You know, it's it, it would take a lot for that to happen. Um, in terms of canceling the project, I, I think I think Dan and I have somewhat decided to just not cancel it and and kind of let it you know ride it out. Um, I mean, you know, I think if we get you know by the third week and we're still just barely above where we are now, it's like really unrealistic that anything would happen. But then again, you know, it's not, there's not a huge harm in just kind of letting it play out. It might be kind of a more graceful way to exit instead of like giving up. I mean, because for us, one of the things that's really difficult about all this is um, kind of showing like respect and gratitude to the people who have supported us thus far, right? So, you know, we have I mean, like over 500 backers and people who have like talked about it and people who in the press who have helped us out and Kickstarter um, did a lot of, you know, promotion for us, like just because I guess they thought it was cool or they like us or something. Um, so it kind of feels up a little bit like if we just canceled it, it feels like almost like, or at least to me, like a little like ungrateful to that work that people have put in, like you're just kind of giving up. So, um, you know, I don't think it's doing anyone harm to kind of have the campaign continuing to run besides us, you know, but... Um, I think part of the problem too is we just have more knowledge about these kind of funding graphs and the way Kickstarter works to where we can see the writing on the wall much clearer. Whereas someone could look at this project and be like, you're 33% of the way through the campaign and 37% funded. So just like looking at those two numbers, you're like, why would you cancel it? You're 
exactly on track to meet your goal. So yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's, it's all these weird, like optics things, but I mean, it also is just like, you know, how, how the people who, you know, we really care about like those backers who have helped us out. So like, what's the best way to kind of like, you know, treat that. And, you know, of course, like if we do cancel it or definitely like at the end of this thing and, you know, on this podcast, we will be talking about like maybe what went wrong or our decisions and all that stuff. So I think there'll be plenty of places for people to kind of understand our thinking if they care to. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's like, what's so like tricky about this stuff is, um, you know, it's very public, right? So you have to be pretty conscious about the decisions you make. Yeah. My focus right now is just figuring out a way to like get something out of this experience and try to figure out what went wrong basically and what we can learn to hopefully, you know, not mess it up in the future. I think there's an opportunity here uh, to try to, to try to gather some data. Yeah. And it's funny. That's like got us, I think uh, both of us, we've gotten over the kind of blow of the kind of unexpected tepid response. Um, And so we now, can you know kind of start to build something again in terms of like some understanding and and learning from it and and processing um so i think you know that puts us in a little bit better spirits we've also just been doing some kind of like like technical things that are new for us like um doing some facebook ads and and things that might help us just like with business in the future um like taking using this as an opportunity to kind of learn how some of those systems work and learn more about PR and promotion and, and kind of options for the future. So it's been interesting um, having this kind of fire under our butts um, because we've been, you know, I think contacting people we wouldn't typically contact and like asking questions and trying new things. So, you know, in some ways I think it's gonna, you know, we might look back at this and, you know, really think about it as a really nice learning, uh, like a learning uh, time for us. So, you know, I think I don't, I don't see us, you know, a year from now being like, that was the worst time ever. And like, you know, blah, 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 blah. I think, um, you know, I think we, it will be a, a really good learning experience for us. You both sound like you have resigned to the fact that this is not going to work. Yeah, I mean, I think so a little bit, which is like crummy. Uh, and it, you know, the thing we think about, we double think about all the time is like, well, if we're like resigned to thinking this isn't going to work out, it is less motivation for us to really push and put effort into it. Um, and that sucks, right? That's like ter- like the, the worst situation. Um, so we're trying to resist that. I think, I think we're just like both, we've just accepted the reality and the reality still is that there's a chance that it can happen and we're like putting in the work to try to make that happen. But, you know, we don't want to like live in like la la land, um, you know. And so I think the the likelihood of this working out is, is getting lower and lower. I think if you, you know, if you would have talked to us over the weekend, like, you know, four days ago, we would have been a little bit more like, wow, you know, this could work out like, you know, because uh, we we're on more of kind of an upkick. So you know, that, like, like Dan said, this is like, is more of a roller coaster now, you know, like for, like if we got a couple big pieces of press today, you know, it could start to feel like, Oh, okay. Maybe something can ha- happen. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, it's trick It's tricky to know. Uh, but you know, I mean, the fact of the matter is we're still spending our time, you know, trying to make it happen. This wasn't the story I was expecting to be telling in this episode, 
I thought that the guys were going to launch the Kickstarter and then we would check in maybe that day or within the next couple of days to congratulate that Obi had met its goal. That hasn't happened. And actually, I think what has happened is something I didn't really expect to happen at all, which is we're currently going down a path where it looks like that this project just won't meet its goal. And I don't really know what happens from here. We're going to continue doing the podcast at least to tell the story of how this Kickstarter project unfolds, because really we don't completely know what's around the corner. Now looking back, this process has taught me that actually you can't really expect anything for sure to happen. So we'll see. It's been interesting to follow the guys and their journey over the last couple of weeks. I've gone from complete excitement and nervousness with them to a sense of just complete sadness with just a feeling of not actually knowing what to do. That's where we've been. But now in talking to them more recently, as you've heard, things are looking up. They sound a lot better than they did before. But it's kind of undeniable to me that this is something that they're not happy about either. And this is something that they would like to succeed. If you listen to Dan and Tom, they sound pretty sure in the fact that this isn't going to happen now. But it can, though, because it's still possible. There's still time. I think that but maybe you can help prove them wrong. If you haven't yet backed Obi, so either buying an Obi for yourself or supporting the podcast, because you can do that, there's a couple of tiers, there's a $5 tier and $25 tier that will help support this show. You can still go ahead and do these things. Just go over to studioneat.com slash Obi, that's slash O-B-I, and you'll be taken to the Kickstarter page where you can find out more. If you know somebody who you think might like an Obi, why don't you get them to back? Or if you know someone who you think would be interested in writing about it or talking about it for their website, please let them know. There is still a possibility and there is still a good chance that this thing could meet its goal. And if it does, this show is going to continue in the original idea that we conceived and we'll continue to travel all around together and record all these shows and record this whole process and put it out there for you. If it doesn't, as I said, you're going to hear this story and then maybe a slightly different one. Thoroughly Considered is a joint production by Relay FM and Studio Neat. You can find out more about the podcast by going to relay.fm slash TC. Please subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you consume fine podcasts. Please go and check out Obi at studioneat.com slash Obi and consider backing the Kickstarter project. Thank you. <laughs>